Hey everybody, it's Rob Keynes at GoldSilverPros.com. It is April 4th, 2023. We're now into the second quarter. Can you believe it, everyone, of 2023? It's just going by so fast. The title of today's program is Gold Approaches All-Time High in Silver Cracks Resistance. Welcome, everybody, to the program. Thank you for joining. Happy that you are here. We're going to do a real quick sound check. Sound looks good. Thank you, everybody, for joining. We do have a poll up. The name of the poll is The World is Waking Up to Gold. How long will it be before gold breaks new highs? We have this week, within a month, this year, or 2024, 2025, for those of you who think that it could be a little while before we get there. I think we could get there a lot closer. In fact, the timeline's been accelerated, I think, faster than I thought it would go. I thought we would be reaching this point probably about this time next year, but it looks like we're going to go into the financial crisis a little bit early. It's going to go through stages, and we're going to talk about and narrate some of those stages as we go through them. And that's basically the topic of today's conversation is just going over what's going on in the world and specifically why we have the situation that we do right now. So I'm just going to put that up on screen, and we're going to go right into the share, the gold price, as you can see right now. Uh, 1 p.m. Central Times trading at 2018.53 and silver at right at 25 bucks. Now, 24.50 is a key support point for silver based upon uh, silver squeeze in the last uh, rally that we had in silver back in the 2009 to 2011 timeframe. So it's broken 24.50. And if it ends the week there, we can say that silver's had a little bit of a breakout because 24.50 is a really strong resistance line. And 2450 is a really strong resistance line when you consider the fact that gold's trading near its all-time high of 2069. If gold gets up to 2069 and silver ends the week above 2450, say 2475 or higher, then I can say that you've had a basically a symmetric uh, breakout in the pressure. So metals where both gold and silver are running at the same time. And when they're running at the same time, they start to move up at the same time. That means the fundamentals for driving that is the same for both of them. And so I think what we're seeing is a bona fide rally here. A lot of it has to do with the jobs data. And we're going to go over a lot on jobs. I wanted to, to look at jobs because we've had some statistics come out this week around uh, job openings. The job openings are falling. So we've had the largest fall, the third largest fall in job openings dating back many, many, many years. I think as long as this index is being captured, we and you can see it right here. Job openings have literally plummeted since December. We're now under uh, 10 million open jobs now, and it's uh, the biggest move down we've had, the third biggest move down, down we've had in history. And you can see that we really have, have the job openings are really falling. Uh, now, we've had a lot of job openings post-pandemic. Post-pandemic world, a lot of job openings that we've been filling, and now they're starting to crash down. Here's the report from MarketWatch. Job openings fall to 21-month low of 9.9 .9 million in the sign of a labor market cooling the number of people quitting jobs rises slightly to 4 million. So the quits are a sign of people saying, I might as well not come to work because for the money I'm earning, I can't pay bills. I might as well quit and either go on the government rolls or go do a gig in the gig economy, maybe an Uber driver or something like that. That's what's happening. The quittings are going up. It says right here, job listings declined from a revised 10.6 million in January. The Labor Department said Tuesday, that's the fewest openings since October 2021. Economist poll by the Wall Street Journal had forecast job listings at 10.5. So we're obviously way, way, way behind that. The number of people quitting jobs, meanwhile, rose slightly to 4 million, which came as a bit of a surprise. Quits had fallen below 4 million for January for the first time in 19 months. So quits have been high for a long time because the, there are a lot of part-time jobs in the economy and it's not enough money for people to survive. And that's simply what's been happening. I mean, there's not really anything else to say than that. 
the good jobs that we don't have enough good jobs. Uh, the jobs that we do have are not supporting people. They're quitting. The jobless claims also rose to a three week high of 198,000. There aren't a lot of uh, layoffs. So what that means is companies aren't finding enough qualified workers. People are quitting because there's not enough money. The jobless claims are, are rising because people are quitting and there's not enough money in the system. And if you look at job openings, qualified job openings, there's falling. This is the perfect storm of labor problems. We're having a tsunami of labor problems. The total job openings has fallen. The jobless claims are rising. There's not enough money to pay people. The labor force participation rate, which is the ultimate measure of the health of labor in an economy, has never recovered based on the crash of 2000. There was a peak in basically March and May of 2000 in jobs that we've had dating back since the index had been had been kept. We're dating back to 1950, but we have really high. We do a max here on the thing. This is max. So we're max on what the Fed through their Fred database, the St. Louis Fed in this case, you can see it up here, has tracked in terms of labor force participation rate. The highest was in 2000, 2001, a brief touch again in early 2001. And then has fallen since then. It fell all the way to the last recession dating to the pandemic, then dropped off a cliff in the pandemic. We lost three to four percentage points, total employment, total employment in the economy. And we've never recovered to then. So not only have we never recovered to pre-pandemic. We've never recovered to pre-Great uh, Recession. We've never recovered to, to pre-Tech uh, Crisis. So since the tech crisis, we flat out have not had a decent job market. Since the tech crisis, we've not been able to provide people good jobs. Man, that's that's 20 years and count, 23 years and counting. And so what's happened is people just don't have money anymore to live. That's essentially what it is. They just don't have the money anymore to live. And what's what's happening is gold is rallying. Gold is starting to recover. Gold is starting to come back. And that's really the story of what we have. Labor has been so weak that that has caused gold to surge for because people don't have the money. The jobs aren't paying for it. They're on the doles now. People are on the doles. They're in the gig economy. Inflation is rising to where they couldn't afford things. And think about inflation. We talk about inflation. You had energy inflation. And the only thing that had brought inflation down the last couple of months, all goods and services has risen except for energy and a couple of other small things. Energy was the thing that was bringing inflation down, but food had been up. Uh, real estate had been up. We're at the all-time highest cost of housing in this country, whether an apartment or a home that we had ever been in the history since we've been recording it. And so inflation had been really high. And what had happened was that deflation was energy prices. The, the collapse in energy prices caused inflation to come down. We actually had deflation in prices net net, even though food and things and rent were still higher. Well, now rents and things are going to start to come off and energy has started to come off a little bit. And that's what had caused deflation. Well, now energy started to rise again because of, of what's happening in the oil markets with OPEC cutting production, I think by 1.6 million barrels a day or something along those lines. I have to go back and look at that data, but OPEC just cut. That's caused w WTI and Brent to rise. Now energy prices are rising. That was the only thing that had brought down inflation at all, really. I still think that inflation could come off because housing is going to come down. We're going to have a housing crash. But I think energy and food is going to continue to be high, even in this, this uh, deflationary uh, environment in terms of production. We talked deflation. I'm going to qualify it. In terms of GDP, we, we have deflation right now. We're not high on gross domestic product and, and, and productivity growth. 
And we, it's about 78% on labor force capacity utilization rate, meaning we're, we're giving up 22% of slack in the, in, the, in the labor force. Well, that's where we don't have enough jobs because we have a job shortage of qualified workers and now jobs are crashing down. So if you look at the labor market, it's a mess. We're not producing at capacity. We're having GDP start to slow down and come off. Last, last year, two consecutive quarters of negative GDP, the inflation's eating away at it. Now we're starting to have inflation and things that were deflationary energy. Um, so we've got really a mixed bag economy. It's kind of a mess. And I've got more for you. We're not done yet, ladies and gentlemen. We've also got to talk about other things that are causing gold and silver to rise. Gold and silver are running. Why are they running? Well, let's get back to it. And let's talk about some of the other things that are causing it. So we go back to the chart and I've graphed here gold, silver, and the dollar. The dollar, of course, is in green. Gold, of course, is in gold and silver is in gray because they don't give us a silver color in most charting packages, which, you know, is really disappointing. Why don't we get a silver color? Silver is a commodity. We need a silver. <laughs> this is close enough. So you can see that there's been separation uh, dating back to early this uh, uh, this year. Actually, there's been a separation dating back to the end of last year. So the dollar really uh, started falling overall dating back to late last year. Last quarter of last year, dollar starts falling. It had a brief rally beginning of this year and then came off. And the reason the dollar came off was de-dollarization is number one. China and Russia have been negotiating deals. Saudi Arabia, Iran, all of these countries, uh, Brazil have been negotiating non-dollar deals. So that's reduced the need for euro dollars and just dollars sloshing around internationally. Gold and silver have risen because of the banking crisis, because of the labor force crisis. So later this week, we're going to get uh, Wednesday. Tomorrow, we get the ADP payrolls. Friday, we get the non-farm government BLS payrolls. We're going to see how those do. But I expect they're going to be uh, negative based upon all of this data. So we're going to get negative news on labor. Labor constitutes 72% of the economy. Consumers are 72% of the economy. I expect to see further drops in the dollar and further rises in gold and silver. I think that's what's going to happen. And so the dollar weakness, even though gold, silver, and the dollar aren't always inversely coordinated, they're inversely coordinated at times and other times they're not. There's a lot of good research out on this. We've talked about it. In, sh in the short term, they tend to move opposite in the short term. And when you see the dollar come under trouble, it's a boon to gold and silver. So we have gold and silver going up because of the banking crisis. We have it going up, we think, more because of labor force crisis. That's what's caused it to rise today. I think the labor force is a large part of it. And then we've got more news. The ongoing banking crisis we're going to talk about. Yahoo Finance has an article here at the very end of March. Depositors yank another $126 billion from U.S. banks. I think it's somewhere around half a trillion dollars has been taken out of U.S. banks. But I'm getting different data from different spots. And I haven't found. Uh, I do have total bank deposits, which I'll show in a moment. But as this is progressing, I'm finding that the news is reporting this in bits and pieces and nobody has all of it. So I'm just going to bring the stories as they come out and we'll tabulate the best we can. Depositors, it says here, according to Yahoo Finance, uh, Dave Hollerith, senior reporter, depositors drained another $126 billion from U.S. banks during the week ending March 22nd, according to new Federal Reserve data. This time, the outflow came from the nation's largest institutions. The biggest 25 banks lost $90 billion on a seasonally adjusted basis, according to the Fed. The smaller banks, which suffered massive withdrawals the previous week as regulators seized regional lenders, SVB and Signature Bank, were able to stabilize their outflows. This actually gained back $6 billion. Total industry deposits fell to 17.3 trillion, down 4.4% from the same week a year ago. That's the lowest level since July 2021. So we're at about almost a two-year low in bank deposits. 
emanating from First Republic, SVP, and Signature, those three failed banks, and then Credit Suisse overseas having issues and having to have their own sort of bailout there in Europe. So it says here, according to the article, the new numbers reinforce some trends are already in place. Deposits have been declining at all banks before Silicon Valley failure. I'll show you that in a moment. Each of the first two months of the year, deposits for all banks are down 5% annually in the first quarter. So the bank run had begun before. So it wasn't just the run at Silicon Valley and Signature. They were what became visible from a run that had started before due to all the problems in the economy. Let's look at that. Here's U.S. total bank deposits. That had been declining, ladies and gentlemen, since a year ago. Total bank deposits have been declining since first quarter of 2022. Since first quarter of 2022. Since first quarter of 2022, when in March 31st, 2022, as you see down here, the bank deposits had reached an all-time high of $19.93 trillion. Almost $20 trillion. Now they're at $19.36. So since March of 2022, we've lost over half a trillion dollars in the system. And that was since before the banks started to crash. Since before the banks started to crash. This had happened since before SVP and Signature. SVP and Signature were simply the manifestation that we had been seeing once this had been happening for a year. Okay. And where had the money been going? People have been pulling money out of banks and going where? The money market accounts. The money market funds have been exploding. And ladies and gentlemen, people have been moving money into money markets since 2018. The move to money markets went 2018 to 2020, leading up to the pandemic. Leading up to the pandemic, and especially when you got close to the pandemic, business was already starting to crater. Negative economic data had been coming out for about a quarter here. And so what happens was when people go to safety, they'll go to money markets. They'll get out of bonds. They'll get out of other things and they'll go to money markets to move to safety money markets until liquidity had been happening. Think about the repo market about the same time. The repo market is overnight liquidity for businesses, big businesses. Uh, it's short-term treasuries are used for liquidity to borrow money against. That's the repo market. It's the short-term financing market using short-term ultra-liquid, ultra-safe, according to the U.S. government assets. Though that market had needed an influx of liquidity, the money markets had needed an influx of liquidity the same time during 2018 to 2019. Remember, I had our last repo market crisis, 2018 to 2019. So all this money is moving to liquidity. It's moving to liquidity and money market fund, which, by the way, helps facilitate a lot of the repo market and other markets because that's a lot of liquid cash goes in there. So you have money and money markets, which equals liquid cash. And then you have the treasury and the lending market. And those two, two are together. And I'll do, there's a big paper that studies this. It comes from the ECB, the European Central Bank, which I'm studying right now, which I'll do a further report later on, where I'm looking at, this is a paper where I'm looking at a money market, central bank balance sheet and regulation. And there's some ties together between central bank stress, commercial bank stress, money markets, bonds, and all of those markets. And I'll bring that report to you later. But all you got to know is people have been going to liquidity here for three to four years. And so SVP and Signature Bank and First Republic and Credit Suisse are just the manifestation of what had been happening dating back for quite some time. Since pre-pandemic, people have been panicking and getting out of the bank accounts and going into money markets and, and uh, requesting more liquidity in repo market. That's a sign that the economy needs liquidity. The, the economy is in a liquidity shock right now. And so when you see people pull deposits out of banks, it makes sense. There's a liquidity shock. 
Too much debt sloshing around the system, not enough money. All right, going to the poll. The world is waking up to gold. How long before we break new highs? Well, 38% say this week. A 32% of you, about a third, are not quite so rosy, but they say within a month. 23% say this year, and 7% say in 2024 to 2025. I think that's entirely a potential that that could happen. Thank you, Steve Ewan, E-Y-E-N, 53, for becoming Gold Silver Pro supporter. Thank you, everybody, for being a supporter of the program. We do have support tiers that you guys can do if you're interested in supporting us, and basically they're just... Uh, a ways to support what we already do. We always do lives here on the channel on Tuesdays. Typically do them 2 p.m. Eastern time, but I wanted to get this one done early so I could do some more research on those money markets and bring that to you. Uh, hope you guys liked the interview we had last night with uh, folks from the Osmium Institute. It is one of the rarest of the precious metals. In fact, the rarest of the precious metals. So we just wanted to cover it to have it on the channel because we do cover precious metals and commodities. We have that there for you. And then again, Thursday, we're going to have some additional content. Stay on the channel, guys, because we're going to have more about what's going on in the economy this week. All week long, I think this week we have four or five uh, content plan for you that's coming out. So it's going to be a heavy week on content because we see a lot going on. And I want you guys to have that. Thanks for joining the program. And now we're going to do the summary for today's program. So don't click off just yet. We've got massive issues all around the economy and it's starting to push gold and silver up. We finally, this cup and handle uh, pattern I've been talking about in gold for a year and a half is now starting to come fruition. We've completed the handle pattern. We're now moving up into uh, the bull market after the handle. Uh, gold trading at 2017, uh, silver 2494, both above critical levels. We know that the overall employment situation is getting bad. I expect that the ADP numbers tomorrow won't be rosy and that Friday's number from the BLS aren't going to be great either because the forecast we have for that in terms of job openings, job claims, and job quits and the job and the labor force participation rate is not good. And we see that the dollar is moving opposite gold and silver, which is causing gold, gold and silver to go up on dollar weakness. Why is dollar weakening? Because of de-dollarization and all of the news coming out in the past few weeks and the past few months about China, the BRICS nations, Russia, and all of them re or, or rejiggering or changing global trade, doing new trade agreements outside the dollar, which has caused the dollar to fall. And that's caused people to pull money out of the bank accounts. U.S. Uh, total bank deposits have fallen $600 million in the last year, dating back to March of last year, before Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank and First Republic and Credit Suisse. And I think that's a sign that the banking system is in longer term trouble. So I don't think the recent bank failures are going to do it in terms of what's going on. We're going to have more bank failures, I think, along the way. People are moving to money market funds. The last thing I'll say about money market funds is they're not safe. Money market funds have less reserve requirements than regular bank accounts. So be careful if you put your money into a money market. It may be less liquid than you think it is. There may be more uh, problems with that than we anticipate. That's going to do it this time, guys. This is a good one, about 20 minutes of where we really make the lives. If you guys ask questions and do super chats below, we'll definitely answer them for you. I don't see um, a lot of questions in here. I've been monitoring the chat. I don't see a lot of questions. You guys want questions, please bring them. Oh, and lastly, as a reminder, if you guys have a small business and you want me to put you on the program, email me at robertgoldsilverpros.com or find me on LinkedIn and let me know uh, on the Gold Silver Pros LinkedIn account. And uh, give me information on your business, a phone number, an email address, however you want to uh, have people to contact you. And I'll put it on the program for you as a bit of free advertising to help you because I realize it's a tough economy. And I realize people were going into that gig economy and people got gigs going on. So I want to help you guys in your gigs. Of course, you know, I'll, I'll put I'll put businesses on the program, which are, you know, of course, has to be legal. All that good stuff goes without saying. Uh, I do have some people contacting me and sending me links and stuff, but they're not sending me any info or contact info. 
And so I don't know whether to put you on the program. So if you want me to put you on the program, reach out and say, I definitely want you to put me on the program. Here's my contact info. Here's my two to three talking points. And we'll do that for you. All right. I think this is going to do it for today, guys. Thank you everybody for joining. Thank you, Peter, for coming in and riding shotgun and being our channel moderator. Thank you everybody for responding to the poll. Thank you everybody for joining the program. Uh, remember, we got a lot of content coming this week. Stay on the channel. We got lots of fresh content for you guys, including YouTube shorts and other things. Till next time, this is Rob Keats with goldsilverpros.com.